Well, everybody said about the bird. Grown men watch this shit. A podcast about indie wrestling. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to. Grown men watch this shit. Do we? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think we do. The answer <laughs> is yes. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I, guys, we decided we're just going to throw the whole thing out at the window. How we, we normally start and we do our, our bullshit Format news gone. coverage. Format gone. Uh, you know, we don't want to lie to our listeners anymore. Just, just to level with you, we we don't want to have to uh, pretend that this is the the start of the show when we've actually recorded this at the end of the show. We want to capture this live to tape to get that that spontaneity and magic right into your your ear holes with no editorial lying or, or anything. So we're and now just gonna thanks for bullshitting them and that we're actually recording this after the show, so it doesn't really matter. Ah, but hey, whatever. We're being so real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> But anyway, uh, let's let's jump on in. We've got a we've got an interview. We've got a guest. We've got a, a guest that I'm actually really excited about right off the bat uh, because with this show, uh, we're about the indie wrestling. We're about like the the spotlighting the the different things that are going on all around the world, and especially the the things where you know everyone doesn't necessarily know about it. You know, it's the cool shit. Uh, that everyone doesn't know about. You know, everyone knows about the PWGs. Everyone knows about the the trendy feds, the progress wrestling and stuff. But it, it's the the stuff that's a little bit uh, below that. That's a little bit harder to find. It's actually really on the cool. Fray. Yeah, that that gets me going. Uh, and and so on on that note, one one of the first moments that I ever had uh, when it comes to to sort of really just getting in there on, on the exciting uh, you know base punk level of the the indie wrestling was a, a show that I went to a couple of years ago called Freelance Wrestling. Uh, I was in Chicago; it was my first time there. Uh, there was a show on just the, the night that I landed, so I, I skipped straight to my Airbnb, dropped off that luggage, and went straight to a freelance wrestling show because, like the cool motherfuckers that they are, they start the show late. You know, they don't expect you to be here at 6.30 p.m. Uh, they, they, they started this motherfucker at, I want to say, like 9.30, 10 o'clock. That's how I roll. So I was, I was real stoked about this. And let me tell you, this was one of the most fun wrestling experiences I ever did have. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, we'll, we'll get into all that. But I just wanted to set the tone, you know, uh, and, and say how excited I am to have one of the, the men uh, that is responsible for the magic that is freelance wrestling. Uh, might I say the coolest fed in, in Chicago wrestling. Uh, <laughs> dude who is one half of the four star heroes uh, and a, a man that I actually got to, to meet in person at Pro Wrestling Tees on uh, my most recent trip to Chicago, who turned out to just be the, the nicest motherfucker in the history of the world. Uh, so that that preamble being done, welcome Whew. to Grown Men Watch This Shit. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, uh, Matt Nix. What's going on, bud? Well, that's a hell of an introduction. Yeah. The nicest man in the whole existence of, of everything. <laughs> I, I beat out... Hard uh, to live up to that, dude. 
I beat out some pretty pretty great people there. I, I'm, I guess I'm, that means I'm better than Obama. I, I think Obama's probably a nice guy, right? <laughs> I'd like to I think so. so. Yeah. yeah, he's probably cool. I feel like he I feel like he would have a, a hell of a time at a freelance show. You don't know how many times I've tweeted at that guy to be like, "Yo, uh, if you're in Chicago, come hang out." <laughs> yeah, that'd be yeah. great, dude. There was a theme of time where I would just be like hanging out with my friends and we would just be getting drunk and I'd be like, I'm totally going to tweet at Danny DeVito from the freelance Twitter and try to get him to come to a freelance show. <laughs> and nobody ever shows the trash man. That'd That's the dude. That would be the dream. Yeah. In gimmick. That'd be great. I don't think he would do it. Yeah, man. Why he's not? like the kind of guy that's pretty much up for anything at any time. So I think he still does like acid and drops pills, like Molly and stuff. So yeah, Danny DeVito, probably a good time. Probably going to show up to a wrestling show if he's invited. Yeah. yeah. That, that's my goal for 2019. Screw David Arquette. We're getting Danny DeVito. <laughs> hey, I'll support that campaign. Let's let's not hear any bad words about the, the favorite topic of our, our show, <laughs> David Arquette. However, uh, I, I, I love David. David <laughs> David's great. He's he's a he's a super nice guy. The fucking man. Super passionate about wrestling, man. He's putting it he's putting a lot of hard work to uh to to to, to do this shit, man. He's doing it the right way. For uh, real. He was trained by my, my good friend Peter Avalon over in, at the Championship Wrestling from Hollywood Academy. Oh no shit. Uh, yeah. He, Peter Avalon uh, is he's awesome. A hard worker. Yeah, I um I've been a yeah, big fan of Peter nice. Avalon from like his sort of early PWG stuff. And then uh, I saw him uh, on some of your, your more recent freelance shows. Rad dude. I love that stash. That dirty dirty stash. Yeah, oh yeah. I wish I could grow a stash like that. I just had this dirty Mexican stash. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my first PWG show actually had PP Ray on the card, and it was the first time I saw him in person. I'm like, these guys just fucking own the fucking crowd. They're they're still awesome, and they've only gotten better in time. It's fucking great. So hell good. yeah, yeah. Is that Mach One still a thing, or that's that's changed these days? Mach One. Yeah, I think I'm not was, familiar, Chris. Go on. I believe that was uh, the one of the earlier um, training, like really good training spots in the LA, California region that um, Peter Avalon was some not somewhat uh, prominent in, in addition to Joey Ryan. But uh, I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe I, it's died. I don't know. I think so. I think the uh, like Hollywood or uh, United Wrestling Network uh, training center is what they have now. And uh, other than that, it's like Santino Bros. Is like the, those are like the two uh, big schools out that way. Yeah, nice. I mean, speaking of schools, and I was going to get into this later, but uh, you, sir, have, have recently started uh, your, your own thing out in the, the Chicago way. Please tell us about that. Yeah, yeah this is uh, something that I've, I've been wanting to do or at least like get my, you know, get my feet in a little bit of, of – training people and uh you know we you know i as, as you said before i work at pro wrestling tees and uh my boss is kind of a, he just keeps like buying up the whole block there and we just we like acquired another warehouse like at the end of the alley uh where we moved our operations for the pro wrestling crate uh boxes that we do every month and uh there's just so much extra space and then just one day he was just like hey I'm uh I'm buying a wrestling ring. 
<laughs> like, for what? And he's like, I don't know. I just want one. <laughs> I guess like, I guess when you're rich, you can just want things and get them, you know? Yeah. Uh, he's so a great he, guy, Ryan, actually. He, uh, he actually, the reason I'm a designer and do t-shirts is just because of him. So, right up, big ups to Ryan. Hell yeah, dude. Ryan's, like, the coolest boss ever. Like, he really is. And, like, a lot of people, I know a lot of people don't like him because of the way he talks to, like, customers <laughs> on Twitter. But I think yep. that's the funniest thing ever. Just, I like, love it. He just, like, tells people to shut up and, like, yeah. blocks them if they're, like, Nothing assholes. wrong with that. It's amazing. Just be a real motherfucker on there. I respect that. Hell yeah. And he, so he he gets the spring, and, uh, and, and I'm just like, hey, like, would it be cool if I, like, you know, did some practice, like, did practices there? And he was just like, yeah, sure, I don't care. So we uh, took a little bit of time to, to get it, like, get the the kinks worked out or just, like, the, the hammer out the details of everything. And, and um, you know, I really wasn't, like, too comfortable with being like, hey, I'm the I'm the trainer because, like, you know, I've only been wrestling for, like, eight, eight years coming up or nine years. And, uh, you know, I was just like, I, I'm still learning things. Like, yeah. I don't want to be, like, Hey, I know everything because I don't. And not saying that like our trainers do, but you know, I was like, I want to put my faith in people that I know can produce good talent. And so we have uh, Isaiah Velasquez, who's uh, the current freelance champion. Dude is so good. Uh, like that's that's so one good. guy that does not get nearly the uh, amount of credit that he deserves. And, and like his totally reason why I recommend everyone to check out freelance wrestling because it's it's like. There, there are dudes that are like that to where you're just like, this guy is so great. How is he not doing things all over the place? But we get to appreciate him in like just an awesome venue uh, like you guys have got going on. So, so great. And and that's awesome that, that he's actually um, training the, the next generation, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think he's uh, very criminally underrated. And he actually, you know, had a hand in training me back in the day. Like when, when I was training he was always up at practices there and always lending a hand and giving us advice and stuff and you know so i always i always appreciated him for that and he was always super nice to us too like a lot of the other veterans were like kind of dicks to all the rookies but he was always cool nice not to sidetrack things too much because this is what we constantly do on this show i think mainly me i think i fucked the the flow of the shop (laughs) (laughs) around a lot but, but yeah, we, uh, um him and uh and uh, bryce benjamin who's who's one half of the the n-words uh uh the first ever freelance tag team champions uh he's also one of the other trainers and he's been training kids for for years here in chicago and he's uh he's a hell of a he's a hell of a trainer and a hell of a wrestler so like it's it's awesome to have those guys uh you know kind of like uh at the helm of this school and and I kind of told them, I was like, you know, I'll be there, you know, to help out with whatever you guys need help with. You know, you need a body to show drills on or whatever. I was like, but my job, my job is to get kids in the door. Your job is to get them ready. So it's been, it's been pretty sweet so far. We, we got the cops called on us tonight, but other than that. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I guess the, the neighbors were like, they kept hearing the bumps. Well, I was like, it took them this long to like complain about this, but. They is it like a big time selling night? Like everyone's less practicing their most <laughs> blood curdling screams. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the cop was pretty cool about it. He's just like, "Yeah, you guys got to be done by 10. So everyone was practicing their brawn screams. 
This is pretty funny. So back when I was like training forever ago, um, there was this dude at training who just had the most hilarious selling. Like he was one of these guys that could only sell at like an 11 out of 10. So <laughs> it's like he could be taking a wrist lock and this motherfucker is like screaming bloody murder. And it just popped everyone that was like uh, heading the training tour. It was like every single time it's like, all right, and now practice training just so we can hear this this motherfucker do his, his insane uh, cells. Um, yeah, right. You guys just fucking cranking on him. He's just making you look great, you fucking jerks. <laughs> it was basically like all of the vets in the back, like, oh shit, he's going to sell. He's going to sell. Make sure you're out here for it. <laughs> That's, <funny. laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah. So good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I was actually before going to put over Isaiah's cause I just watched a, a rad main event from your, I think it was your four year anniversary show, um, him against, uh, Darren Corbin, who's another really underrated guy who, uh, is so good. Um, and yeah, I, I love that match. So much fun. Definitely something to check yeah, out was... on the powerbomb.tv. Hell yeah. That was, uh. Yeah, Corbin. Corbin's been so good. Like again, like also, you know, you you said I was one of the nicest people in all of existence. Corbin's a step ahead of me on that one. Wow. He's he's definitely one of the nicest people I've ever met, uh, ever, and uh, just a hell of a talent too. Like he can he can you know everyone's always like oh Derek Corbin he's that that comedy guy. He can do some nah, great comedy wrestling, but now. he can hey. also he's great. Yeah, he can he can fucking go. I joke with him and I say. I go, oh, like I got workhorse Corbin now, and so that's kind of like, uh, <laughs> like his his shtick, where he's like, oh, he got workhorse Corbin, and he goes out there and does these crazy matches, and I'm like, hell yeah, guy yeah, did a moonsault, like, and I think in that match he did like a or, or something, he did like yeah. a hurricane rana and did a moonsault. I was like, what the hell? Like, he what? popped out some <laughs> crazy <laughs> shit. That was not the Darren Corbin that I saw when I saw uh, freelance wrestling in like 2015. I can tell you that. But, and I mean, such a nice guy decided to pit him against Nick Gage at the next show. That's what a nice guy. <laughs> How you treat him? So delightful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's gonna be a crazy, crazy. That the show itself is uh is pretty wild. The, yeah. the, the card. I I love the card because it's just like literally the most like bizarre matchups of all time. That's the fun stuff. That's that's the stuff people need to see this day and age. So many, there's a lot of wrestlers out there that are pretty similar. So when you get matches where it's like two complete opposites in the ring together, that's that's where the fun lies, man. Hell yeah, absolutely. For real, yeah. I mean, I um, I kind of wanted this to be like a bit of a, a introduction, yeah, to to freelance for a lot of people that that maybe haven't known about it too much, um, because. To me, I mean, you guys fit like an interesting space in like the Chicago scene to where it's like, obviously you got AAW, right? But then it's like, I've been to an AAW show before. Uh, and I've watched a lot of AAW um, in my time on the, uh, the interwebs. Uh, but there's, there's like a fun about freelance shows that like AAW can't touch. And it, it's like, I don't know. I mean, how, how do you explain it? Matt, like, well, how how are you gonna uh, put this forward to someone who doesn't know anything about freelance? How how what's your unique thing that you feel you guys just separates you from the pack? Ooh, 
Um, putting you on the I spot mean, it's, here. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's very interesting because, like, um, I mean, just, I mean, the whole way, like, Freelance started, I was just, like, I was just, like, sick of wrestling being, like, just the same shit every time, like, boring, you know, not, just not fun. Yeah. And, you know, when we, when we did this, the first show, I was kind of just, like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do this show with, like, me and a bunch of my buddies and we're just gonna like fuck around and like you know i'll probably lose my ass but like you know it'll be it'll be a good it'll be a good night just to hang out and have a fun show and yeah and like do you know, the fun show matches really... with guys that you know you'll have fun working right yeah and uh you know it just kind of um <coughs> excuse me uh it just like the first show you know was like was a decent draw and then the next show like you know kind of drew a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better every every time we we did a show and um i think it had to do with like just like the like you said like we would start the shows pretty late uh i would kind of advertise i do a lot of like uh flyering myself like in all the bar neighborhoods and stuff and and i think the, the majority of the crowd that we were pulling in was um just like people that were like dude, I used to watch wrestling when I was, like, a kid, and, like, it's so cool, and, like, they, they don't really care about wrestling. Yeah. Like, I say, like, I think, like, most of our crowd are not fans of wrestling, but they're fans of freelance. Yeah. And... I totally got that from being there in person. It's, like, there's such a difference from, like, the sort of, I don't know. There's, there's something about, like, your real wrestling wrestling fans where it's, like, it's cool to be like, hardcore about over shit. here in Seattle, man. Like, yeah, but... A, hell yeah. a good time with wrestling. Like, that was my first exposure to freelance was when a good... I think probably a handful of guys, Craig and Stevie and then Rob Matter came over. Maybe some other people, but... Yeah, dude such an intriguing talent base and then Craig's just fucking great, man. What yeah. a tremendous talent. Dude, another yeah, such is... underrated guy. Very incredible, yeah. And um, yeah, like I always tell people, like when they're when they're asking about freelance, I go, it's. I was like, our show is it's a pro wrestling show for fans who are not fans of pro wrestling, and because like you have, you know, we have like the wrestling for like the the people that come there that are wrestling fans, but we have like a lot of comedy. Uh, I think a lot more comedy than than more, most indie shows <laughs> end up having. Um, and just like you know, there's you know we have like our the high flyers and 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 what have you. So like there's a little bit for for everybody when they come out there. And you know they it's it's just wild to see the crowd like latch on to certain people that that they're just like they are. Those are the people that they like, and they're they're just so over. And then just people, other people just like, they don't like them. So they, they just boo them. You know, they boo them so hard. I was like, I've never seen some people get so much heat. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's awesome. Like, it's, it's literally like, as a promoter, you're just like, oh, I hope they bite on this. And they, it's just like, usually everything, not everything that we do, because that'd be a little bullheaded of me, but like, you know. Every single thing do. they do is great, Chris. Everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> It just it just works, you know, like because our fans are just stoked on like the shows, you know. Yeah, man. And I think Hell it's yeah. awesome that like we don't have to like like a lot of companies rely on like bringing fly-ins, you know, for their shows. And I like I I don't even I don't I feel like we don't have to do that anymore because like the show is the draw. It's not it's not anybody particular. It's the show. It's an experience. Uh, I like to I like to market it as a not necessarily as a wrestling event. 
but like a like a nightlife entertainment uh, outlet for people in Chicago. You yeah, know, it's it's just something different. You know, some people like to go out and see a cover band. Some people like to you know go out dancing. Now you can come out and, and see a, a wrestling show. You see these guys in their underwear beating the shit out of each other. You know, it's and it's, it's actually fun. fun. You know? It's not lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking great. Of... Like the fan bases uh, at those type of shows, if, even if they're not in wrestling, they're like, well, look, this guy's a bad guy, so clearly I'm supposed to hate him, and they play along perfectly. Like it's it's the best. Like <laughs> you can't imagine the fan base better when someone like, believe it or not, someone who's not necessarily watching wrestling every week, they're just like going along with the. Sh- they're playing the part as the wrestling fan instead of being smart dickheads. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's not like a family show either. Like this sort of, it's a, that middle point between like being a, a, a show just a, uh, aimed at people that just want to want to enjoy whatever this this wrestling thing is from like a crossover audience perspective. Um, but but yeah, it's it's a, a weird hybrid. The best uh, example of this that I can put forward is that first show that I went to. Uh, Courtney uh, made it to that show as well, um, and. She had a great time. The, the first match that we saw actually was like your, um, the Halloween uh, gimmick battle royal. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So great. It was such a perfect introduction. And she didn't get any of like the references. It was like being like not a wrestling fan or anything, right? <laughs> so she's just like, what is this dude with like a blonde wig on? And like, what's this guy with the mask on? Like fell over. <laughs> and I'm trying to By your description it sounds like Shockmaster showed up. Exactly. That was Shockmaster. Oh, I, I was... popped so fucking big, man. But yeah, Courtney's like, what the fuck are you going crazy yet? You must be real drunk after that flight. I'm like, no, it's the Shockmaster. Fuck. <laughs> you know what? And it was great too because like after that we post like the pictures of it. And I got all these like angry Facebook messages from Fred Ottman's wife. Who's just like, <laughs> How dare you make a mockery of him? And like It was a tribute. To, like... yeah. I was like, he I literally responded with he won the match. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we put him over big time. <laughs> yeah. I was like oh, I was like, also it's a uh I was like also it's a fucking stormtrooper's helmet. I was like, if anything, Disney should be coming at me, not you. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's but yeah, I mean, just in general, the show, like, Courtney had a great time. Um, and, and yeah, just the different characters and stuff, like, between uh, dudes like uh, and Eric Cannon or, like, the, the N-Words. Like, dude, those dudes are so great. And yeah, Courtney fucking, as soon as the NWA came on, she's like, yep, I know what's up here. This is great. Just, like, those kind of characters that can, <laughs> can relate to, like, anyone. You know, and uh, like Rob Anthony and like just such a, a talented crew. Um, yeah. Awesome, man. I can't say enough good things about it. So, again, the uh, reason why we're, we're so stoked to have you on. I mean, I did a little bit of research uh, prior ooh, to this show. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I did listen to some things and I had a couple of tidbits, a couple of tidbits that I wanted to ask you about. <laughs> <laughs> we call this segment well, Chris's away. tidbits. Chris's tidbits. Chris's t- yeah. Go on, Chris. <laughs> so, I heard that uh, your your first ever introduction uh, when you wanted to get into the biz, right? Uh, you wanted to to branch over from being uh, 
the the world the I'm not going to put it down you know the illustrious world of backyard wrestling but when you wanted to get into that uh, that quote unquote pro uh, level and you you were looking to to meet up with a guy that you met on the internet and <laughs> classic the place <laughs> that this meetup was scheduled was out back of a truck stop is this right <laughs> okay so so kind of true um so the guy like there was like a there's a, a message board that was uh, like when message boards were a thing uh, uh there's a message board for chicago wrestling and i posted on there like hey who's got like who where's a good place to train and everyone's kind of like shilling their schools and all this stuff and then this dude like just like messages me on there he's like hey if you're serious like call me and i was just like all right fuck it why not so i called this dude how old are you right uh, now uh i was 18 18 okay fresh-faced young 18 year old man calling a dude off of uh, the interwebs continue yeah (laughs) and he's like hey like this is where the training's at like if you want to come come out on on, um, thursday and so i'm like cool so me and, and me and the boys jump in the car and we we you know GPS there and and it pulls up it's so like the 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 area it was it was like an industrial park but there was like it was like all just like all these like uh like semi trucks just like parked around everywhere like where they like they like load in and load out and stuff so so we go all the way to the back of it is where like it took us and there's just like this dude standing by his car. Like, I'm like, Oh, we're, we're, we're sure going to get like abducted here. And, uh, so we get out and he's just like, Hey, how's it going? I like, I don't even remember his real name. I just, I remember his wrestling name. Uh, his wrestling name was the galactic grappler. Awesome. What? <laughs> that the is galactic amazing. Grappler. Oh man. Yeah, I, yeah. I really I hope he introduced himself up. as that. Hey man, hey, galactic bro. grappler. Brother, <laughs> I wish that'd be, that'd be great. I, I I need to hit him up because like he, I I wonder if he's even aware of like what like like freelance and all this shit. Because I I would for sure be like, dude, like you got me into the business. Like I, I he owe spawned you a this at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, double G, but, come uh, on over. So he uh he fucking walks us in like up these stairs into this fucking warehouse. And we're like, oh shit, oh shit, and then we we hear like the the ring, and we're like, okay, we're safe. Such relief. <laughs> that's when I that's when I met uh, that's when we met our trainer, uh, superstar Steve Boz, and uh, and yeah, and the rest is history. They actually, that that day when we went was my was my nineteenth birthday. So like my first day of training was on my birthday. Nice. And I love, I love it. It's like you're all scared. You might get hurt, and you walk in. There's guys assaulting each other. Like, okay, everything's all right. Yeah, this is normal. I, I like that the sound of a bump is is a relief. Like that's a, yeah, exactly. that's a good thing. Noise. Oh, goodness. I was worried until I heard people falling down. Yeah. <laughs> Glad they weren't doing that um, that selling training that we were talking about earlier. Like given the wrong yeah. idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, we walk in. That guy's so loud. <laughs> so great, so great. What was um, the other tidbit, Chris? All right, next tidbit. Uh, so let's let's step forward a little bit to uh, you've established yourself a little bit in this this pro wrestling world. You've broken out of the bubble of your your first 
first uh, promotion. You're doing other things. And you are working shows for Billy Corgan's Resistance Pro. Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins, which I love the Smashing yeah. Pumpkins. I remember actually getting really interested for a, a, a brief spell in Resistance Pro because that's some rad um, like highlight videos and stuff, that really cool production. And just the idea of like, oh, you know, Billy Corgan's doing stuff in pro wrestling after the stuff that he did with, um, with ECW and Carino and that. So I was like, whoa, this is going to be really cool. Um, I mean, it, it didn't last that long, but it seems like it was a, a, a cool thing for while it was there. They were using all sorts of crazy dudes like uh, Ted Hart and Harry Smith and uh, uh, sure, a, a bunch of different guys. I remember they were quite star-studded events. Uh, did, did you kind of get in on that ground level or were you like a little, little bit while it got going and was, was Billy still proactive with that when you were there? Um. Yeah, so like I, uh, I didn't go to the first show. I was supposed to go because like I, the guy who does the ring rentals like everywhere in the Midwest, he was doing it there, and we were gonna go just to help out, help set up, and to just kind of like, you know, meet people and try to get booked, you know. Um, Smart. but I didn't, I didn't start there until like their third or fourth show. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, uh, you know really like ground level stuff just like getting on the pre-shows and, and what have you and then that's actually uh how me and castro started tagging because we i think it was like the second or third show we wrestled each other and i remember uh, i remember uh what's his face uh simon simon uh simon dean uh nova, nova. Was, was there nice and he was him. Him and Raven were like uh, agents backstage, so like they were put helping everyone put oh, nice. together matches and shit. And uh, <laughs> how so were they? I go, oh, super great. I, Raven's like super nice. Oh uh, yeah, Nova was was fine. That was the only time he was ever there when when I was there. But uh, but Raven was always around. He was he was always super nice. Well, uh, but you, I just remember I heard, I heard Nova, the gimmick with Raven. He always lets everyone know. He's a genius. Did he let you know that he's a genius? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, cool. I always know what I'm talking about. All right, cool, uh, cool. Just go on. So uh, I just remember uh, at the time I was doing this, like, party rock gimmick, and I had these, like, uh, zebra, pink and black zebra stripe, uh, like, biker shorts, and then, like, I would wear, nice. uh, like, these fake glasses to the ring, and all this. I, I looked like a douchebag. Um, but at the time but you thought like, it was I so was, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was it was, it was relevant. And, uh, <laughs> I was always a baby face, and so I, he, he we're like talking, and he's just like, "Oh, so what do you what do you wear?" And I like showed him, and he goes, "Yeah, I, I already don't like that, so you're gonna be the heel." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, like it was it was always fun, and like after that, uh, they were just like, "Hey, we're just gonna like have you and Castro tag." You guys are friends, right? Like, well, yeah, he's like one of my best friends. So that's that's when we we started tagging, and they they called us the uh, the two star the two heroes. star hero. So I wanted to touch on this. So, did you guys just get better and gain stars? I mean, how did you start as the two star heroes, and then I mean, obviously the four star thing is a Chicago thing, right? But well, that was kind of the thing was uh, when when they said two star heroes, I was like, well, how about what about four star because uh because of chicago and stuff and they were just like 
Uh, well, maybe two star because like you guys are only having like two star matches right now. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, but the idea That's was awesome. the idea was that we would eventually um, we would eventually like you know like the next show we'd be the three star heroes and then the four star heroes and then the five star heroes. You know, like that was the idea, but that, okay. that never that never came to fruition. So uh, we were the two star heroes for the longest time, and then um, you jump right up to four. Well, when when you know when when we would wrestle outside of resistance, they would they were like, you can't use the name Two Star Heroes because oh. like we copyrighted it, and so so we were anywhere else when we tagged, we were we were Team Two Star, so it was like okay. uh, like when when the Dudley Boys left and they went to TNA, they were Team Two Three D. I was yeah. like, we're Team Two Star, um, but then after that, after uh, fast forwarding a lot, but like after we were quote unquote fired from resistance uh i was like fuck it we'll just be the four star heroes because that's what i wanted to do anyway yeah and um but no we had a lot of fun there and uh billy was always at he was at every show he was always really hands-on with everybody's matches like uh really he was always pretty nice to me um so how do you be that hands-on with matches as like someone sort of separated from wrestling uh without sort of getting uh, a bit of cringe he would just he he had a lot of good ideas uh, as far as how he wanted certain things to go. Mm-hmm. Um, the obviously the wrestling portion of, of it he would you know that's that's that'd be on us. But like yeah. story wise, he'd be like, "This is kind of what I want." Like, and uh, a lot of times, like, because everybody there was just like super like, "Yes, man, yes, man." Um, especially when they had the the when they were filming for the the they were, we were filming for like a reality show with AMC. Um, yeah, I remember that, that was meant like, to be a thing. Yeah, and like they filmed like a whole pilot and everything. And uh, what ended up happening was that AMC, like they got, I think they had a new, new change in regime or something, and they dropped any and all reality television from their programming, even including stuff that was in production. So we wow. got canned, and uh, that's when everybody, because everybody was like super like this is gonna be my big break you know yeah. I'm gonna be a tv star and i was just like uh like we had to do like filmed confessionals or whatever and i'm just like uh i was just straight up i was like i don't really give a shit about this reality show I was like i'm here to, to wrestle and be a wrestler so that's uh that's my angle so <laughs> and then they, they were they were just like oh this is great like you could be the 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 the, the wild card guy or whatever and i was just <laughs> like whatever like cool whatever bro and uh and i think Billy, like, like everybody would always just be like, yes, 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 to everything he said. And I, I, not always, but I would sometimes kind of be like, I like that, but, like, what if we did it this way? And, like, I would pitch things, like, differently, and he, I think he kind of got butthurt <laughs> about, like, <laughs> me trying to, like, change his ideas. Right. Um, but, yeah, then we, we were uh, let go. They, hmm. they, I got a phone call. They were just like, well, we can't fire you since you're not, like, contracted guy because some of them were like contracted and uh but he's like you know we're just not going to be booking you guys for a while and uh and it, it was right after the time right after i started freelance too so uh there i think there was uh, a little uh heat between between us because of that they were just like oh you're competition your like, yeah yeah and then after it was actually after that october show the show that you were at mm-hmm. uh that's when they lost the reality show and 
shortly after, like just downward spiral. So I was kind of sitting on the on the on the sideline, just going, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <This is> <laughs> <happening>. <laughs> "Nice, oh man, that's that's great to get that insight, man." Because um, it was it was yeah, it was an interesting thing to where I was like, you could tell. I don't know. It was sort of falling apart towards the end there, and then it was just gone straight up. But then, I mean, Billy seems like he's doing great stuff now with uh, the whole NWA thing. So, I don't know. Hopefully, he's, he's learned a bit from his experiences, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I, I saw him, uh, where did I see him? When I was out in Hollywood, and uh, he was, he had uh, Nick Aldis there, and he was there too, and, and we talked a little bit, and I mean, they they they're obviously doing a lot of cool stuff. I mean, they just had that really awesome uh, NWA anniversary show in, yeah. in Nashville this year, and you know, I think they're they're planning a lot of other big things too. So, you know, that's awesome. Like a lot of people are just like, oh, like it's lame. Like, like why are they trying to revive this? And I'm just like, dude, like why why do you gotta shit on it? Like yeah. why does, why can't you just be like, oh, that's cool, something different. Hundred percent. Yeah, man, I, I was the same. Like, I, I never got the hate for for the trying to actually make NWA thing. I mean, it's been so long that it's it's been through so much shit after that dude took over it after Marquez. Um, but yeah, Billy's done so much to to sort of build it back up. Um, and and though that YouTube series is is fantastic. Like, it's it's one of the best like low key kind of things in terms of uh, building and, and hyping a, a show in a a way that's not too over the top that I, I think is fantastic. And yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do in the, into the future. It seems like they've got a lot of stuff uh, lined up for 2019. Yeah. Time will, time will tell, I guess. Let's see what they, what they end up doing. Yeah, for real. Um, okay. Next on, on my list, my little, uh, oh, list, list ski here more, of tidbits. More tidbits. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is uh, another one of my fucking heroes. Pretty sure going to be one of Jeremy's heroes as well. But so uh, you had a thing where you had as a guest judge of a, a in-ring bit that you did, Dennis fucking Stamp. Say, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's wow, awesome. I forgot, about, I forgot about that. Oh, man. So Dennis Stamp, I mean, I've, I'm for, like beyond the mat like this dude is a fucking was a, a legend um i mean i'm i'm sure like i said uh, jeremy has just as much love for for him as i do but please tell us every every little subtlety of of the experience with uh with mr stamp oh man well that was that was like that was actually one of my ideas too because they uh Wait like, a minute! You booked like, Dennis Stamp? You booked no, Dennis? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I wish. So, so they had booked. They booked him. Like Resistance booked him, but it was just like, "Hey, we booked him. Like he's booked," and that was like all they had. <laughs> and and that, like I had asked them, I was like, "Oh, what are you going to have him do on the show?" And they were just like, "Uh, we don't know yet." And I was like, "They had already told us that they were, we were doing this stupid like, it was a uh, pose off, dance off, rap battle." like we were doing with this like this group we were feuding with and um i go yo perfect a perfect example i was like or opportunity just like have him be the guest judge for this so i was like it, it's like just this weird thing like him being involved would just kind of make it funnier like and they were just like oh that's a great idea like so they just fucking ran with it and um 
he's he was super nice like uh, he just didn't know what the fuck was going on the whole time he's <laughs> yeah. like oh like what he's just standing there on in his corner on his trampoline doing the the dumbbells <laughs> the best thing is uh he uh so he was like just he was super nice and just chatting up everybody and then uh he uh he was talking to, he was talking talking to my girlfriend at the time and he was just like yeah he's like Talking, telling her about his poems and stuff, and he's like, "Oh, I was like, I'll, 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 re- I'll send you a poem or whatever." And then like, I don't, I don't think, I don't know if she gave him her number or he like asked for it or something, but she had like, uh, she saved it for the longest time too. It was a a, a voicemail from him where he he just like read a poem to her. <laughs> that and I was amazing. like, that's so funny. <laughs> I love that so much. Holy shit! <laughs> but yeah, that was like that was always something I was doing there. Like was uh. Cause like they, they didn't really like see us as like a, as like a main team, and and that kind of like not that I was like oh you guys should like do stuff with us but like like we were kind of just like these guys that were there and like the, but the crowd started to like really dig us and they they wouldn't like really kind of feature us at all but like people would come for us and then uh, I would always like just try to like pitch for us to do things that are that that would kind of just help us. And like, like they had brought, um, they, uh, they, they had brought in Mikey Whipwreck for a show and I was like, yo, I was like, can we cut a promo with like, like with Mikey Whipwreck that we could put online or something that like, cause he's like the ultimate underdog. Like our team is like, we're kind of like the, the underdog team. And like, maybe we can do something where he's like giving us a pep talk and, you know, telling us not to give up and shit like that. So like, they, they like. They loved that. Like any like extra content stuff that they could like get out of us was was awesome. And you know, it just it's just a shame they couldn't go any further than that. But well, I feel fucking awesome to cut a pro with Mikey, man. It's, like you said, classic underdog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I... So wait, what? I actually, I, I'm I'm kind of interested in working at the t-shirt shop, man. I know it's your day job and shit, but how crazy is that place? Like working at pro wrestling tees, and how did you first get started there? Is do you just meet Ryan through wrestling connections? Um, well, actually, like when I so I, when I was looking for a job uh, at the time, like one of my one of my buddies, uh, Vinny, who uh, he actually still works there. Uh, he I had posted on Facebook, like, hey, like, who knows who's hiring? And he's he like hits me up. and He goes, hey, uh, we're going to be hiring at one hour tees. So he's like, do you want me to like? get you an interview and i was like yeah sure and then he like calls me back like an hour later he's like all right i got you an interview tomorrow i'm like cool so i just like i showed up there like like i don't know what the fuck i was thinking but like i just showed up in like sweatpants and a (laughs) t-shirt and ryan just ryan's just like all right uh shows me around the shop and this is when we were at our uh our old location it was a smaller building so not much to show around but he's just like uh all right well so uh when do you want to start and I was just like, I can start right now. And then, uh, yeah, they just put me to work. And, and it was actually, um, I think, uh, shortly after Pro Wrestling Tees had launched, like the like in the beginning. So, because <clears throat> right it was like, it was right after, it was right after, uh, like, Black Friday, and because like when they launched Pro Wrestling Tees, they launched they dropped all of like CM Punk's merchandise too, so that was like they they needed help like catching up on like shipping and stuff like that. But 
so I've pretty much been uh, an employee of Pro Wrestling Tees since the like the beginning. That's fucking and, awesome. Uh, and it's been wild to see it see it grow and and just uh, you know we, then we moved into like the current location, which was just right down the street from where we were, and um, you know see see how that that operation has grown. And then, you know, the opening of the of the, you know, the brick and mortar store that we have there now and and, and that, that whole opening weekend with the Bullet Club being there and just like every other, you know, you know, wrestler who, who's come through since like to do signings or just like coming through for, for whatever. Uh, it's, it's pretty awesome just to kind of like be there and be in the middle of it all. Yeah, oh, I bet. Such a game changer in terms of like just moving into that, like actually a brick and mortar type of thing i mean it's almost like a destination it, yeah yeah i think anyone that goes to chicago now that's like a wrestling fan oh you gotta go to go to go to pro wrestling tees and like just being in there and seeing it like it's a it's such a cool setup it's like just almost all the all the different things you got your your macho man bandanas and like it's just <laughs> it's so great I, I highly recommend it to anyone if you're in chicago it's a great time but, yeah, it's um, awesome. And usually, it'll usually be uh, usually be Castro uh, working the register there, but like, I'm I'm not too far off. So, if you want to say hi to either of us, just uh, pop in and you know, flag us down. Yeah, how did you guys survive on the All In weekend? That would have been a big one, I'm assuming. Oh man, that was uh, that was something. I we actually, <laughs> me and Castro actually slept at the store. Because <laughs> uh, we were just so busy and like we'd have to be like, uh, you know, there early the next day. So like I just had some air mattresses. I was like, fuck it. Let's just like crash here. <laughs> it was great. A lot of fun. It, I, I, it was a lot of work and, and kind of stressful, but like I wouldn't change that for anything. Like just the experience of it all was, was really cool. So great. Um, all right. I got another Chris Tidbit. Right here. Oh shit! <laughs> We're back. Yeah. I like the, I like these tidbits. They're bringing up a lot of uh, pleasant memories. <laughs> so this one's a bit of a throwback to that that show that I got to, which was I've told so many people this. Probably my favorite wrestling venue ever to witness wrestling in was the uh, fantastic, the Abbey Pub, which I guess you guys feel like born there, freelance wrestling. Um, uh, dearly departed venue with a fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the show the la- the show that I went to I believe was that that was the last ever show at the Abbey Pub because that motherfucker burnt down yeah that that was uh that was something that threw us for a loop there for for a little bit but yeah, yeah. that's uh Abbey's Abbey's where we started um I uh I I, I I discovered it, I guess, like on a whim when I was, uh, I went out with, uh, with my girlfriend at the time. Um, we went there to see a Beatles cover band. It was actually a Beatles cover band and a Led Zeppelin cover band. Nice. Um, and that like so a fun we're, we're sitting there. Oh, it was great. Uh, so many costume changes. It was great. Um, <laughs> But I'm uh, me being me, and I do this everywhere I go. I'm sitting there, and I'm just like looking around, and I go, "Man, this would be a great venue for a wrestling <laughs> show." Guilty confession: I do the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> oh man! And uh, and and it was like the next year is when I, when I when I started freelance. So, 
Uh, but then I was like, yeah, this will be the perfect spot. And then, um, so that like after, right after that happened, uh, right after that show happened, uh, we were gearing up for our next one, uh, which was going to be at the time, like one of our biggest shows because we had Cabana, Grado and, and Kikitaro. Kikitaro yeah. As they were, they were filming, uh, part of the wrestling road diaries three, uh, on our show. And, I get word like two weeks before the show. I was like, "Oh shit, this uh, venue caught fire." Uh, it didn't completely burn down, yeah. but it like it I've seen pictures of venue, of yeah. the inside of it. Like it's still there and blackened and shit. But yeah, yeah, and um, and I guess like it was like the fire, and then on top of that, um, I guess somebody who lived in one of the apartments upstairs, like. They got evicted, and when they left, they just left the bathtub running, uh. and and that shit just fucking caved through the ceiling, and um, and yeah, Fuck. they haven't they haven't recovered since. They they've been they've been doing renovations and all this other stuff, and and now the building's up for for lease. And I actually I actually looked into possibly acquiring the venue because I was like, this is. You know, I, I want to not only is it a, is is it someplace that means a lot to me, but like to the community as well. And, you know, I wanted to keep it going. And yeah, man, I mean, uh, it had been there so long, this, right? Yeah, it, it was. And it was featured on, you know, Bar Rescue, a, a TV mm-hmm. show. Uh, and um, it just it's not it was just not worth like trying to trying to get. So uh, we then we. After that, <laughs> we moved uh, our, our the stuff to the bottom lounge, right? Bottom lounge, which is a an, another like pretty prominent music venue in Chicago, and you know, soon after that, we kind of outgrew it, and now we've been we've been doing all of our shows at the Logan Square Auditorium here in Chicago, and which is know, another been, awesome venue. It's gorgeous. I love it. And just in general, like Logan Square is such a cool spot in um, Chicago in and of itself. Like I think. From my visits, like Logan Square and Wicker right. Park were kind of like the two real cool kind of happening spots. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely like the uh, the bar scene area and the hipster. You know, that's where like all the like the, the young kids are hanging out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you old man. <laughs> <laughs> Haggled old vet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure you guys are both older than I am. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why I was about the balls a little bit. <laughs> Man. Uh, all right. Final, final Chris tidbit. Um, the last one's always a scorcher. You know how he is. Go ahead. So, <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> you're, a, you're a bit of a well-traveled gentleman. Uh, UK, Canada... In addition to Mexico and working of all companies in Mexico, DTU, which is like one of the most unique uh, companies going. Uh, Mexican deathmatch wrestling is kind of a, a unique thing in the crazy world of deathmatch wrestling. Uh, those those cats just go wild. Um, so I'm imagining that would have been a bit of a unique experience. Maybe I know you guys have done stuff with DTU before. Uh, please tell me all about this magical trip of yours. <laughs> uh, well, it was, it was wild, man. Like, uh, 
it was just something that came about. I've been I've been wanting to wrestle in Mexico uh, for forever, and and you know I was just looking in, especially with uh, having my own company. I, I I always kind of like use that as my bartering chip when I when I contact people for bookings, and um, you know I talked to, with DTU and I said, hey, like we we worked out a deal where I was like, you bring you know me and some of my guys down, and I'll bring some of your guys up, and and we'll do this like talent exchange, and. Um, and yeah, they didn't. They didn't ask us. It was, it was actually pretty funny because, like, uh, just doing all of this conversation through Facebook and uh, Crazy Boy, who's the promoter for uh, DTU, he's uh, Super Crazy's cousin, actually. Huh. And uh, uh, but don't bring him up in front of him because uh, there's apparently <laughs> bad blood. But uh, just Julie doing all, noted. all this, doing all this conversation through Facebook, and and he doesn't speak great English, so like. It's most of it is like a the Google, Google translate, Google translate. Yeah. and uh, just like it's just ho- so hard because like certain things just don't translate. And you're just like, what the fuck is he talking about? And uh, and then he just like he was like asking like, oh, you do like hardcore? And I'm like, uh, maybe not. And then he <laughs> like fi- he, he like found this like clip on YouTube of me uh, when I like it was like from like 2010 when uh, we we did like a, a crazy like street fight match at uh, at our home company at the time and and I actually gave Craig Mitchell a Canadian destroyer off the top of a ladder through a bunch of folding chairs as you do and yeah and uh, <laughs> Clear, clearly hardcore <laughs> yeah so he finds this video and sends it to me he goes oh th- what what's this and I, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like oh, fuck. I was like, I don't know what to say. Like, I was like, oh, only that one time. Like, but uh, but no, he definitely they didn't they didn't make us do uh deathmatch stuff, which was which was nice, and we got to wrestle with some of their their like non deathmatch guys that they have there. Who, man, like those guys are just some of the best guys. I think that like just aren't getting any recognition because I don't I don't think they have visas to work. Uh, one of them does. Uh, Drastic Boy. Uh, I, I had him up on, at freelance twice. Uh, he's he's super good. He 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 did a stint over in uh, Dragon Gate in in Japan as well. And um, uh, we worked with uh, Cobre. There's another guy down there who's so good. I, I've been, I'm I'm trying to get him up here. Hopefully by mm. next year. Uh, and then another dude by the name of Jimmy. He's just just Jimmy. Just Jimmy. But he's awesome. <laughs> I like it. Straightforward <laughs> to the point. <laughs> that's um so it, is the mexican immigration great. stuff different to i mean i guess everything's changed from the old days where it's like dudes have come down from canada on like you know tourist visas and just work like is it a different kind of deal working with mexican immigration or has stuff just gotten a lot tighter in general um quite the opposite actually they were just like what are you coming here for and i was like wrestling They're like all right cool that's it and then like coming even coming back into the country like I, they didn't like i didn't even go through security yeah right There's no regret, like i meant more a... like bringing bringing mexican talent in like is that oh. a bit trickier uh well i had worked with uh there's another lucha company in chicago um that that's always bringing in talent from mexico so we kind of like doubled up on the weekend and that, like gali yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he he kind of handled all of that stuff. So cool. I don't. I'm not really even sure how that that works, to be honest. But 
Man, Gali's got some cool stuff going on. I've I've seen a, a little bit from there, but it's like, um, like so. I don't know. I'm I'm real sad. Their their venue they they did last show there recently. Did they? Yeah, yeah. But they uh they've got a new place lined up. I'm actually on their the next show that they have there on the thirtieth. Nice. Would be there at their at their new venue. So <clears throat> we always joke that it's like it's like a running joke in the Chicago wrestling scene that Gali's kind of just like a cockroach, like. No matter what, they'll never they'll never die. Like they <laughs> always find a way to survive, and and that's kind of cool, you know. I, I love, love doing those shows; they're always so much fun. Yeah, got to be so different. I mean, there's a lot of companies out there that do like, you know, sort of import lucha libre, and it's like, you know, they're not actually using any authentic like luchadors at all. It's like all just like you know local workers under masks and stuff like that. So. It's really cool to see like an actual sort of authentic presentation of like indie lucha, like in a, a place in Chicago where like that um, sort of Mexican culture is so big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and I lied. I have one one last Chris tidbit. Oh, for Christ's <laughs> sake! Now we get we come up as liars. Yeah, yeah. I've just <laughs> taken away all that credibility. Uh, this is a, this is a small one. But the... We actually recorded this tidbit first. Yeah. Everyone knows. <laughs> lies, lies. <laughs> the the awesome the one of the first things that caught my eye about freelance was the rad freelance theme music and sweet like video editing and like your cool slow mo video highlights and shit like that. Um, who was responsible for that? And just like I love that that music. Please tell us all about how you guys got into that. <coughs> Just like that whole identity, well, the, really. So the uh, the editing and stuff like that, all the camera work was done by uh, <coughs> was with my uh, my partner actually. Who when I when I had started freelance, uh, he had done video work for with Resistance and and I was just like, hey, I'm doing my this wrestling company, and you know, I would love to have you, you know you know, involved with like your, your equipment. It's great. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'll do it. He's like, I'll do it for free. If you, if you let me help book. Right. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> hmm. So, uh, so he, he was helping me with that for a while. And, and it was, he was really good with, uh, with that too. Cause he, he just had this like other perspective of it. And it, a lot of it was just like, not like, uh, he wouldn't think of things as like wrestling wise a lot of yeah. times. You could tell be like he'd be like, you know, it'd be fucking cool if this happened. And I was just like, yeah, that would be cool. Let's do that. And yeah, his his camera work is awesome. Like he, we would always shoot the show with like three different cameras. Like he had floor camera, hard cam. And then we had like a slow mo cam. And um, and, and and the song actually. Uh, the song's actually the name of the song is Feelmonger by this band called Vamos, who uh, is actually friends with uh, my buddy Jack. Uh, so he was just like, "Hey, like I got them to like let us use one of their songs," and uh, to the point now where people just know it as the freelance song. Yeah, I pretty much just, just like, know that as the freelance song. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's just kind of like, uh, <clears throat> you know, they 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 appreciate the love. You know, they love they they love us. They actually played a show. 
they they because we did, used to do live music at the shows too. Yeah, and uh, so they played a show. So that was pretty cool, and uh, yeah, like he he unfortunately had to had to leave because uh, his real job uh, is he does uh, videography work uh, for like touring concerts. Uh, he would tour with like Fall Out Boy and like Panic at the Disco, and I think right now he's oh, on wow. tour with Bob Seger. <laughs> so uh, awesome! Yeah, it's pretty cool, and uh, and he, you know he just had a baby. Uh, he had gotten married. Uh, he just moved right now. Uh, he moved out to to Philly now, so he's he's doing that thing, and uh, we're actually we've been making strides because I, I I miss that aesthetic of like the the sweet little highlight reels and stuff, and yeah. uh, we we made some steps to 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 do that again, and uh, we have you know we just started working with uh, Swerve Video uh, that. They're based out of out of Indiana, uh, but they do some incredible stuff. They've done like a lot of highlight videos for like Subgraps and and a, and a couple other companies here. And and I've 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 been very excited to to start working with them. And I'm hoping that the the trailer or reel from from this past show uh, will get it up on Twitter uh, and Facebook either tomorrow or, or or before the weekend. Oh wow! Awesome! I, I look forward to this. That's great. I didn't know that this was going to be so uh, such a relevant topic right now. That's great. Yeah, I look forward to it. So it was almost as if it was planned. Yeah, beautiful timing, guys. Yeah, beautiful. like we pre-worked <laughs> this out. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, man. Overall, it's just there's a, a unique identity about it, and it's like there's so much wrestling going on. Um, all over the world, you know, it's just a fucking ridiculous amount to try to catch up with, uh, and, and just keep track of, you know, between like New Japan and, and ROH and WXW and Progress and RevPro and rah, 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 rah. But it's like to actually, you know, get onto something that's in some way unique and, and fresh and different from the rest and, and like using different talent to the rest, because I'm sure like everyone's used to seeing the same guys on almost every show and, and you guys provide a really awesome spotlight for like those, those kind of Midwest dudes um, that are, are really fucking talented in their own right, as, as we've been saying. So I'm, I'm a, a big fan of it. And I think more people uh, need to be as well. I'll, I'll definitely be looking forward to making it to another show uh, next time I'm, uh, I'm in Chicago. See how we go. Absolutely, yeah. You're more than welcome. Nice. Uh, how about you, Jeremy? You got any any tidbits left? Uh, no, I man, I think <laughs> you picked this man's brain, and recited his entire life history. I <laughs> I can't come up with anything at this point. <laughs> <laughs> nice man. Uh, well, I mean, on that note, have you got anything else you wanted to to go into, uh, Mister Mister Nix? Or any plugs or anything to go into there? Um, I mean, I guess like the obvious plugs would be just like, well, we've been talking about freelance the whole time, but I mean, <laughs> follow you can follow freelance on Twitter at freelance res, w r e s, um, freelancewrestling dot com for pretty much everything. Uh, we have a pro wrestling tea store. Uh, go figure. Um, <laughs> Shocking. You know, we got some pretty cool shirts on there. Uh, I have a sh- store as well. Uh, I have some pretty lame shirts on there. Um, 
um, Twitter, I'm, I'm the Matt Nix, M-A-T-T-K-N-I-C-K-S. And uh, the only other plug I really have is um, so uh, buddies of mine, they have their own uh, podcast that they do weekly. Um, oh. It's called the 616 Entertainment Podcast. Uh, and it's really just like... Um, like whoa, the, whoa, the whoa. Two, two we, we don't plug other podcasts on here. <laughs> I oh, was like, oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm bullshitting you. Please go on. <laughs> That's our direct competition. It's either us or them for most people's listening. Well, they, they barely they barely talk about wrestling. They are wrestling fans as well, but it's it's more of just just like a like a bullshit podcast where they awesome. just talk they like just it. talk about random shit. Um, it's great, but they have a they have a YouTube channel as well, uh, youtube.com backslash 616 entertainment, uh, where they put out the most bizarre videos. Uh, they're, it's, they're really entertaining. Uh, I recommend hot hammer smash. I'm not even going to go into detail of what that is. I'll let you think about that. Um, but they, he just put out these, uh, these videos, um, like a, like a five part documentary series on the history of the mortal Kombat uh, video games. And they're just like incredible, incredibly like put well put together, well written, um, uh, very heartwarming ending to the videos as well. Uh, and they're just they're just doing, I, in wrestling terms, it's doing really good business for them, especially with the announcement of uh, this Mortal Kombat 11 game that's coming out. Uh, they're just get their YouTube channel is just blowing up right now. Um, so if that's anything that people are interested in, check that out. They also did a uh, documentary series on the history of the SmackDown video games as well, oh, uh, which is also really well. So definitely check those guys out. It's it's pretty awesome. I'm intrigued, and I'm intrigued. and no worries. Last last show we had Mr. Bruiser on, and he he set the precedent of actually just plugging things he likes in general. <laughs> so <laughs> he was yeah. putting over tacos, putting over things he loves. So yeah, all good. Plug yeah. anything. No worries. Sweet well, then, Japanese then cult cinema. Plug, well, last plug. Throw Go it in. On. Let's do it. I have one, one last plug. If you're, if you're ever in the Chicagoland area, visit uh, El Faro in Summit, Illinois. Uh, the world's greatest burritos. Uh, football-sized burritos. They're it's fucking awesome. Mm. So El, El Faro <laughs> is the name of the place. Damn. They I'll know me very well there. Fuck yeah, dude. That's great. I'm getting on that. That's awesome. I also heard in Chicago, you guys have uh, now a, a a big Lebowski themed bar. Is this a thing? Have you heard what of the this? Fuck? Yeah, uh, it might be. A, it might be one of those pop up bars. We get a lot of those pop up bars here. Like we had a Stranger Things bar. We had a a bar that was based on The Office. Uh, oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they they do that around very often of these like pop-up like themed bars. So that might be one that's a themed one that might be limited, but I'll definitely have to check that out if that's, that's real. Yeah. Apparently this, this place previously hosted a Fleetwood Mac pop-up bar, which I'd also be way down for. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. I'm, I'm down with this. I got two reasons to go to Chicago now. Hell yeah. (laughs) Rad. Uh, well in closing, Tell us about your jackets. <laughs> Buy jackets. Yeah, so you always have really sweet, flashy uh, ring jackets. 
I'm like, there's got to be some sort of backstory behind them. Where do they come from? Uh, is there some sort of weird Asian market Are you a in Chicago? Seamstress? Yeah, what's what's the story here? Uh, well, do you want the uh, the actual story or the kayfabe story? Kayfabe it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you both. Yes. <laughs> so kayfabe story is jacket bestowed upon me handed down from the heavens from the lifeless uh drifting ghost of a celestial being known mostly by people on earth as the man they call prince and uh when i when i wear this jacket it, it empowers me and gives me the strength and the motivation to overpower my opponents and uh come out victorious the grin on my face it. is so big right now. I love it. <laughs> now, the, now the real story. Oh. <laughs> the real story. Uh, I just found it at a thrift store. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that's great. And I, I can, uh, again, give props to the rad thrift stores in uh, in Chicago. I've got some, some sweet stuff myself. I think i got some... Awesome, like um, tiger print oriental style uh, uh, basketball shorts when I was there last time. Oh, yeah. yeah, some great <laughs> That's stuff. That's a hell of a thing. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> yeah, right. it's it's funny too because like I I found the jacket, uh, and I and, and it, was, it was a couple of years ago, and I, I I just saw it and I was like I don't have a use for this, but someday I will. And <laughs> I love that. Being old now. And uh, it's actually pretty funny that, like, I was wrestling uh, on a show in, in Toronto. And after the show, like, a fan comes up to us and said, hey, like, I just want to thank you guys. Like, great show. You know, thank you for, for everything. And then he's, he looks at me and he goes, also, I have that same jacket. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> and, that's he's like, awesome. and, he, and he just goes, do you want it? And I was like... <laughs> Yes. Holy so shit, like, that's so, badass. So he he goes, okay, hold on, and just like leaves, and then like, cut, like he's like, I live, he's like, I live right down the street. So he runs home, <laughs> grabs this jacket, and then brings it back for me. So it's literally like the exact same jacket, but instead of the purple, it's like silver. Ooh, or, like, white. that is great. <laughs> and then uh, and then I just so happened to find another one on eBay. Where instead of it being purple, it's like forest green. So now I have three of them, um, and I'm just wanting to like <laughs> I want to collect like every color and, and just kind of be this rainbow man. That's amazing. I think that officially makes you like a superhero. So you can go into your closet and it's like Batman going into his bat cave. It's got all the the different uh, bat outfits, and you got all of your <laughs> yes. jackets. I love it. <laughs> Well, thanks oh, so man. much, man. I'm very happy to to close on such a a fun point. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. We're gonna thanks for taking your time. Sorry, it took so long to get you on the ship. Yeah, oh, we no, got it done. Thank you guys so much. Like, I I'm glad we were able to make this happen. This was a lot of fun, and I'm more than happy to 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 come back on and talk more about my random I don't know adventures, I guess, in in wrestling and. And oh, all yeah. of the additional so jackets so that you've got by then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'
Yeah, man. Thank you so much. I mean, uh, I'd love to to have you back on. Um, we'll we'll uh, touch base again, and and we'll hear what you've been up to, what the world of freelance is up to. This has been great, man. Um, and yeah, I hope if anything that uh, we we got some people thinking, hey, this freelance stuff sounds pretty cool. I'm going to check it out. Uh, if if you are of that mind, I recommend going uh, straight to, I mean, in addition to the various social media channels that we just had pointed out, jump straight on powerbomb.tv, uh, enter in your your free uh, trial code so you can get yourself a, a free 20 days uh, by entering in, of all things, freelance. I'm hoping this is still mm-hmm. relevant by the time that this goes up tonight. Uh, I think so. Awesome. Get on that and, uh, yeah, see what we're talking about. Um, I mean, that that fourth anniversary show that I just watched was awesome. Um, I can also highly recommend uh, the final show of Mustafa Ali. Uh, Obviously, a dude that's doing amazing stuff uh, in uh, the, you know, the New York territory these days. Oh, fucking asshole. (laughs) Yeah, but got uh, (laughs) had a fantastic run in freelance wrestling. And his send-off was uh, such a tearjerker, and it was a great match, and I can't say enough good things about that show, too. So, a couple of things. Also, we need out. another freelance and 321 show. I recommend it. So, if you can make that happen, I'd appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Hell, yeah. I, I definitely would love to, to back up there. I, I Seattle's so awesome. And need, it's uh, the main. I can't remember the name of the, the, the burger place we ate at, but it was like Dick's. Little Burger. Dick's. Yes. yes. <laughs> Straight up. Yes. Oh, the best, man. <laughs> well, welcome back. It. We'll go get dicks when you guys come back in town. Yeah, yeah. For real. And keep up this magical partnership with GCW as well. He, uh, we love our GCW on this show. So uh, whenever we have two amazing companies that we, we love, anytime they're working together, it's it's great things. Hell yeah. All right. Well, thanks a bunch, Peace. brother. We'll, uh, we'll catch up Thank with you, you down guys. the road. Peace. Thanks, man. Take care, guys. Hey, buddy. Hey, hello. Okay, we are back. We are back ah. following our interview. And, and this is, again, live to tape. This isn't before hey. the interview. This is immediately after. Craziness. Oh, it's, it's actually synchronicity is what it is. That's what it is. It feels so natural. <laughs> well, yeah, that was awesome. That great talk with Mr. Nix and uh, a fun our com- type of conversation, randomly and weird and awesome. So I, I appreciate him coming on the show and working with us. Uh, we were going to have him on last week, but as everyone know, I lost my little buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, I want to say on air, thank you, Mr. Brian, for the wonderful drawing you did of a. Essentially, the thing I technically do all the time, a mashup of wrestlers and some other being and doing a pun all in the same. And I really appreciate it. It's fucking awesome, dude. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, again, I'm, I'm smiling so much uh, off the, the camera right now. <laughs> it makes me real, real happy, dude. Uh, yeah, I wanted to, I don't know, do a, a little something as a tribute. And I, I thought it would be... I had a, have a bit of a chat with, with Courtney. I have to give her the a bit of uh, credit here on, on yeah, what would you, be Courtney. the most appropriate here uh, in, in terms of, you know, uh, capturing Mr. Mr. Bentley 
um, but also making it uh, something that, that was appropriate for you as uh, uh, Mr. Uh, just the, the king of all memes. So I don't know. I, I'm not good with that wordplay kind of stuff, but I feel like Courtney uh, did a, a great job in, in coming up with the Stone Cold Steve Boston. So, I will yeah. concur. <laughs> Very fun to do. Um, yeah, he, he seemed like a, an awesome little dude. Oh, the best. Uh, the, the fucking best. And I would not get too mopey, but I did. I, I definitely want to talk about it for a second. Like, dude, it's just so randomly and and quick. Like, he had a little bit of cough for a while, but then within the weekend, he went from, like, seemed pretty normal, but to, then to gone. And it's, he was old. He was 13. And it's it reading up on the, some of the stuff uh, the doctor had in the report, it did seem just like, you know, natural geriatric progression. So, yeah. uh, unfortunately. But, hey, God bless you. I don't know why, why I say that. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm not even very religious, I think, God bless. Why Good not? Lord, Bentley, I love you. I fucking <laughs> miss you. You were the best. The only dog I know, I don't know if that could too sweet on command. So, hey, <laughs> he's pretty dope. I saw those photos. So good, so good. I mean, it's a, it's a thing that any of us that, that are, you know, dog lovers, it happens, you know. I've, I've had it before, you know, the um, family dog that we had for many a year. You know, it's it's just going great for so long, and then it just one day he's not doing so well. We take him into the vet, and then next day it's you know he's gone. It's 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 crazy how fast these things can happen. But I mean, the the good thing is is you know knowing that it's not like a long drawn out you know painful thing for, for the dog. You know, so that's something. But yeah, yeah, we'll we'll all miss him. But I I love the outpouring of of love that we got on the the Twitter for him and just seeing yeah. all sorts of people saying really nice stuff. Like that's, there's so much negative shit on Twitter and, and, you know, so rightfully so a lot of people complain about that bullshit on Twitter, but you know, when you actually see it work in a, a nice positive community love kind of way, it, it just like oh. warms my heart cockles, you know? Dude, to go more on that, I, I put out a, a, just not necessarily a crest, but hey, if anybody's willing to help out, because the, the vet bills reached up to $1,400 after all was said and done. So crazy. Uh, I, see if anybody could help out. And good Lord, again, uh, the majority of that was covered by people donating. Lots of people reached out, sent money. Um, people, awesome people that I didn't expect just reaching out and giving condolences, like fucking Kevin Owens fucking reached out and said, sorry about my dog. And fucking uh, Michael from... Uh, uh, fucking uh, that headlock comic book he helped out and Brad just, yeah dude, so many good people reached out to either legitimately help out like with money or a little bit they could and it, it was amazing and it, it doesn't bring my dog back but it definitely helps out because it was almost crippling like you don't try to get my car back and shit but I'll miss Bentley and I love everyone who was able to help out uh, the outpour of affection for my dog and everyone who met him all Put out how much they cared and how like one story we'll do this real quick my dog had separation anxiety he didn't like when people left the house if they hang out for a while he's chilling they're cool when they go to leave he gets upset and will follow them to the door and when they go to walk out the door he would bite them like right on the back of their leg because <laughs> he was, didn't want them to leave he's trying to hold on to him he did that to my buddy rico him Rico's like, dude, your dog bit me. And I go, Bentley, how dare you? Go over there and apologize. And my dog 
that literally with his butt toward the ground, walked over there and sat down and like looked at the guy and like shook his hand. <laughs> like he reached his pocket <laughs> to take the guy in. He legitimately apologized. So yeah, he was a very special little guy. Aww. That's awesome. All right, no Moby stuff. Should we close the show before everybody starts crying? I'm, I mean, me? Aww. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, let's let's finish it on a, on a warm note. Um, I I did want to uh, commemorate that. I this doesn't feel real in a way, but this is like a fifteenth episode. We have been Whoa. in people's like ear holes for like twenty one hours plus. If if people have been maniacal enough to listen to all of the episodes, that's almost a full day of listening to our bullshit. And also dealing with our sporadic recording schedule based off of my chaotic life. Oh, I, well, I think it almost is a bit of a, a reprieve for people sometimes because some, sometimes our episodes can get a little bit long in the tooth. I'm, I'm not going to lie about it, you know? Hey, yeah, yeah. You uh, might need to break it out in one episode over three listening periods, right, Courtney? <laughs> <laughs> Courtney is a big fan of the duration of our uh, our podcasts, as she tells us in the comments of our plugs every week. It's great, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I um I wanted to say thank you to everyone out there that that's you know listened to any of our shows really, even if you I'm not expecting anyone to listen to all of those fucking things, uh, but you know even if you just listen to a handful of them or, or whatever. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we it's uh, it's quite the compliment to think that you guys voluntarily will listen to our nonsense. It's... <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't spend time with us more with us literally in your head. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're right here. Um, it's it's just nice. It's just nice. I like it. Um, onto plugs. Onto plugs. Yes, I. On the uh, trend of our friend of the show, Adam Bruiser, I wanted to uh, give love to something. Uh, latest sponsor of the show. A show from <laughs> 1976, Bigfoot and Wild Boy. Say what? I, I discovered this today. It is the best fucking thing. It is like a, a TV show out of fresh out of nineteen seventy six, uh, sort of like uh, what was that uh, Steve Austin like Six Million Dollar Man type of thing, uh, but about Bigfoot and this child that Bigfoot has raised from when he was lost in the wilderness to be Wild Boy. And so it's basically like a father and son crime fighting duo of Bigfoot and Wild Boy, and they, a, that should be a wrestling gimmick, right? This should be um oh what's that that dude Luke Perry's son? Yeah, uh, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy needs a fucking monkey dad. To yeah, we need the ring. we need to bring old in old Squatch to be the the second for Jungle Boy. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, this show is the fucking best thing. Even if you just watch the the intro. Uh, credits type of deal. I got so much fucking enjoyment out of it, man. Like just the the schlocky nineteen seventy six intro music, uh, the the fades, the editing. The episode that I, I watched a couple of minutes of uh, actually has aliens in it as well. This show has everything. So <laughs> I wanted to that give props awesome. to our, our latest sponsor of the show, uh, Bigfoot and Wild Boy. 
<laughs> Great. <laughs> you got anything, friend? <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, in the tradition of plugging things that just get us jazzed, uh, recently uh, they have put on Netflix. I don't know if they get down there in the in Australia, uh, but the why don't I do the stupid voice? Uh, <laughs> it's like called it. Bumping Mics, Bumping Mics with David Tell and Jeff Ross. I haven't watched it yet, but I assume it's going to be awesome, so I'm pre-plugging it. <laughs> I love it. I, I like the um, how much credit you're giving it before yeah. you've even seen it. I know it's going to be good. I don't, I'm not <laughs> even worried about it. It's them two together doing comedy. I, it's going to be great. Uh, but then outside great. of that. Uh, oh, are you now working for Ring of Honor doing some designs, which is fucking Whoa, super awesome. Hello. Yep. So the PCO ones dropped. All three of the ones I did for PCO, which didn't necessarily get accepted by MLW, are all up for ROH. So Look hopefully so. Mm. And uh, working on something for them boys right now. Hopefully marking Jay like that. So, yeah. And if you need a shirt design, get at me on Twitter at James Vanderbeek, J-A-I-M-S Vanderbeek. Please do. He does great work. And man, I'm I'm very much looking forward to that Dem Boys shirt because you know how much of a fan of Dem Briscoe Brothers I am. Those guys had a fucking awesome match on that final battle show just past. Fucking ten time tag champions, man. Oh, so great. Them as, as heels. I think I love them even more as their wild uh baby southern boys thing. Like oh, I I they're like a modern day sheep herders. They're just wild, out of control, violent men that are gonna fight you. Amen. So great, so great. Uh, so I wanted to give thanks also to uh, the Social Suplex uh, Podcast Wrestling Network uh, on that uh, network. In addition to our fine show, Grown Men Watch This Shit, you can also find One Nation Radio, the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show, the Outsider's Edge Wrestling Show, Keeping It Strong Star with Jeremy and Josh Smith, and recent other additions that I haven't added to my notes yet that you can also check out that is the social <laughs> suplex wrestling network <laughs> this is where chris will later maybe edit in something that we didn't record now later i don't know no clip, clip. Oh, okay cool. no no we're, we're not lying to our listeners damn it one take <laughs> beautiful yeah uh you can follow us at the Grown Men Pod, you can follow me at Chris Things on the Twitter as well as on the Instagram. Hopefully, we'll have some more rad wrestling quirky art things in the near future. Uh, as uh, you mentioned, sir, you're at James Vanderbeek, J A I M S Vanderbeek, on Indeed. both the Twitter and the Instagram. Correct. Yes? Right. Yeah, I'm getting this down. Well. I think that's about it, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, this is a this is a tidy episode. Not too yeah. long, not too short. I don't, not little bell, little bell. Yeah. Meeting. Well. Over. All done. All done. Oh, I was going to say it's time to do our um, our roll call, but uh, I think we missed our opportunity. Yeah. Well, next time. We'll, you know what? I, it actually. A little behind the curtain. I like jumping into the interview with people at the at the beginning. Maybe next time we get them to even chat about the shit we were going to chat about. Ooh, Who knows? Shit. We're getting crazy. Yeah. Format done. Format oh, out the oh. window. But uh. Beep 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 beep
beep, beep, beep. Wait a minute, we almost forgot it. We could David not do an watch. episode without David Arquette Watch 2018. So right now, Courtney is punching something. <laughs> uh, so the big David Arquette news that I saw is David Arquette has been announced for the big NWA show. And this has made every internet mark furious at this resurgence of NWA. Basically, they're thinking David's back to kill another company. And what did Mr. Arquette say? Fuck you, nerds. Not yep. directly, but he pretty much said that on the internet. In a really he nice has no back, time for their bullshit. Yes. Yep. No time for the nonsense. He's put in the work. He's doing the damn thing. If you don't take him seriously by now, it's your fucking problem. Deal with it. Yeah, exactly. What more can you say? I, uh, I think everyone on this show knows about David's contribution to the biz. By now, yeah. I mean, from our last episode with this fucking bloodletting, what more do you want? Where are people coming up in this bullshit uh, claiming that, that, you know, what's David? And this is no ironic defense. I am legitimately defending this man. Get the fuck over it. Who yeah. cares? Everyone's out there wrestling. You think somebody else deserves a slot? Guess what? David Arquette brings eyes to a product. He's intriguing. It's interesting. People want to see it. So get over yourselves. It's wrestling. Fuck yeah, and also props to that. Did you see the most recent David Arquette uh, t-shirt that he came out with? Is it the one where he's like standing there holding like an apple and stuff? On, on like a plinth? Yeah, oh yeah, he's like, <laughs> all, like looks like a Greek god or something, like, or he's posing to be sculpted. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Yeah, that's fucking golden, man. I love the shit out of it. Everyone make sure to, to check this out. I think you can find it on, uh, I think it's an official NWA shirt, right? Oh, shit, I did not know that, and I might have to score that bad boy because it is tremendous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe y'all can uh, jump on that at that NWA pop-up on uh, January 5th in Clarksville. If we were indirectly uh, indirectly pimping there. But yeah, great stuff. <laughs> great <right>. stuff. <laughs> All righty, buddy. Show done. Show done. Get swifty, ladies and germs.